Welcome back, Saints and Patriots. RagingElephantsRadio.com, your Texas network. Flavor, your favorite political flavor. Always giving it to you straight, no chaser. Just want to emphasize, we're going to get that story up on RagingElephantsRadio.com. Gail Stanner had her endorsement yanked by Texas Right to Life for her vote not to rule 44, Lord Byron Cook. Had a chance to look at some of the internal communiques and had a chance to talk with some sources within Texas Right to Life. That was the reason. It was never announced that she was going to get the endorsement, but they certainly pulled it. Here's Daniel Miller. He's the president of the Texas Nationalist Movement, and he's a Raging Elephants Radio contributor. Happy New Year's, President Miller. What's going on, man? Happy New Year, sir. It's supposed to be a good one, my man. I believe it is going to be a good one. Are we in, a, are we in consensus? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you look, every New Year's a good one because it's just uh, one more year closer to Texas independence. So, you know. <laughs> it's kind of, forever, kind of a fact. Forever the optimist, you know. Sometimes, you know, you'd be rooting for bad things to happen up in Washington, man, just so they can say, look, let's get, let's get closer to Texas independence, please. Well, look, let's be honest. Some people, some people, given what I have to say about uh, the federal government, believe that I'm a cynic. But my contention is, is that underneath every cynic beats the heart of a frustrated romantic. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that, um, I don't know, man. I, you know, people call me a cynic too, but like I've said before, I, I think the United States of America, the citizens are the frog in the proverbial boiling pot, you know, and, and the water is indeed boiling. And all we saw in 2016, the election results and what's happening right now, as far as the United States government is concerned, it's just the temperature being turned down just a little bit. And the, the news really doesn't get very much better when it comes to the economic foundations of the company and the crumbling social mores. Texas independence, it's the best idea out there. The only way out is out, Daniel Miller. Yeah, it's, it's funny. You know, it's, it's kind of like, I look at it this way. I mean, if you live in a house and the house is completely falling down around you, I mean, cracks all throughout the foundation, the windows busted out, the doors all janky. And then somebody <laughs> comes in and fixes a gutter and it's like, Oh, you know, huzzah, we're saved. I mean, you know, they fixed the gutter. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, look, it's it, honestly, it's like 20-something degrees outside. I, I really just would prefer to move, you know? <laughs> it's just it's kind of the way it works. Yeah, but, you know, I was talking about the – I, I want to talk about the rages and all of that, but it just reminds me of a story I was highlighting last week, Daniel. The exodus out of the jackass states, out of the stupid states – um, California, New York, I mean, over the last, what was it, uh, five years lost a million people in, in New York or, or, or something like that, just something utterly ridiculous, and yet gained in overall population because of the illegal immigration. So that's, that's one of the reasons why they, you know, California has become a sanctuary city, because millions of people have left California, their legitimate tax base, the citizens are coming to Texas, and they have to have people in there some sort of way. So they have the neon sign up out in California to every, every illegal immigrant, every illegal invader. Y'all come. Well, it's, you know, it, here's the thing. I mean, I, I think 
it's not too much of a stretch to think that when the next census is done, Texas will hit 30 million in population. I mean, I, I think the projection right now is just slightly over 29 million people. So, uh, look, our, our population curve uh, is, is steep. I mean, it's, it's growing. Uh, and, uh, you know, what that means is, is really two things. Number one is um, we're going to continue to be looked at by the federal government as a cash cow, right, because we've got one, one hellacious productive tax base. Uh, so the federal government's going to continue to look at us like cash cows. Uh, the, other, the other challenge is, is that people need to look at this, this population boom here uh, and realize that we've got to get our focus on good policy here in Texas. You know, you just had Terry Hall on talking about transportation. Uh, you know, when you, when you go from census to census and grow your population by roughly the size of, of just Houston proper uh, in a 10-year span, you've got significant uh, public policy issues that are going to have to be addressed, specifically those dealing with infrastructure. And, and while I understand that uh, some of the Trump fans out there are super excited he's talking about infrastructure, the fact of the matter is, is that the balance between infrastructure, uh, the balance between Texas uh, and the federal government's response to infrastructure has always been off. You know, one of the problems, one of the challenges that we have here in Texas is that, uh, you know, we're, we're slapping money uh, at the gas pump into these federal highway funds. And then we have to go beg for crumbs out of those federal highway funds when we have real transportation issues that we have to address. And that's just one. I mean, that's one of many public policy challenges that we have got that are going to be exacerbated by, by this population boom. So, you know, definitely something to think about as we uh, head into the new year and especially into this election cycle. Yeah, I was talking to Terry. I, I'm just not sure. Have you I don't. I really don't recall where transportation, even when Abbott was running for governor, you know, he was, you know, rolling his wheelchair down supposedly a congested freeway where he was trying to emphasize the problem of transportation. But it always seems to have been lip service in the past, and I think it still needs to be uh, one of the number one issues talked about in in all these elections up and down the state because it, it is a, it is a major source of plunder, and it's being as Texan on Texan plunders, Texan on Texan tyranny, not just the federal government. Well, look, look, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something, transportation and specifically, well, infrastructure in general has been one of the things that we have talked about since the inception of the TNM. Um, you know, one of the, one of the lesser known and little talked about rationales for Texas asserting its independence is so that we can redirect uh, the amount of money that we're sending to the federal government to infrastructure. I mean, we've got, We've got significant infrastructure issues here in Texas that are going to have to be dealt with. I mean, it's like, you know, one of the, one of the biggest, you know, as much as uh, conflict as I had with Alan Ritter and his policies, the, the one thing that we could. Former uh, state representative from Needland. Right. That you uh, ran against in 2012. Right. One of, one of the things that, that we had some significant overlap was over the, the issue related to water infrastructure. I mean, look, let, let's be honest. Uh, if you're going to have a, an independent sovereign nation state, you have to have the things that independent sovereign nation states have, uh, especially when you want prosperity. And so the, the fact of the matter is, is that to, to make sure that you have the, the right climate for prosperity, you have to have a stable regulatory structure with as little of it as possible, 
right? You have to lower the barriers to entry into the marketplace, but you also have to have a, a viable and upgraded infrastructure in which that, that business can take place. So the, you know, this is something that's going to be continue to be a challenge. And as long as we're overpaying uh, uncle scam in the neighborhood of a hundred to $150 billion every single solitary year, it's going to be virtually impossible for us to address the infrastructure needs that we have here in Texas, period. I mean, that's just a fact. The only way out is out, Daniel Miller. The only way out is what is out, man. Right. So, um, hey, listen, I do want to come back. I don't know if you had a chance to talk about to take a look at the Rangies. I wanted to get your analysis on it because 2017 was a year full of surprises. There was a lot of who saw that coming, but um, <laughs> there was a lot of who saw that coming. But right. uh, you know, I, would, I thought Yvonne Larson's analysis was was fascinating. George's analysis was fascinating. You're another Texas political connoisseur, impresario, and expert, whatever you want to. So I want to get your point. I want to get your points of view, your analysis on the 2017 Ragey Awardees. Daniel Miller, the TNM.org is the website. Membership is $18.36 a month. It is the preeminent organization advocating for Texas to become an independent republic once again. Don't cut the stream. More with Daniel. Daniel. Well, look, it's, it's like this, man. Uh, you know, the, the challenge has been, uh, and, and this is, you know, one of the things I, I tell, um, you know, independent supporters around the state, is that we have got to overcome, and I say we in a general sense, not guys like us, but we've got to overcome this inferiority complex. You know, um, you know, on the independence front, when you've got when you've got 54 percent Republicans that want to see Texas become an independent nation, you've got to realize that's a majority. You know, the, the, the challenge with the legislature has been that our guys have gone in there and they've had this insane inferiority complex where it's like, OK, well, Strauss and, and his allies and people like him, I mean, even people not allied with Strauss in, in a tight way, his lieutenants, you know, they come in and say, well, look, if you want your stuff done, if you want to be able to bring home the bacon to your constituents, you've got to kiss the ring. And, you know, these guys have got to realize, and I think this legislative session showed it, is that, look, okay, look, these guys want to skew the rule book. That's fine. We'll grind this sucker to a halt, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I said a long time ago is that if, if, you got, if you've got one senator in the Texas Senate that wanted to shut it down, he's one feeding tube, a catheter, and a, and a, you know, a meth <laughs> habit away from filibustering for 140 days. I mean, that guy could <laughs> – I mean, that's just the bottom line, man. I mean, and that's, that's the, the idea that, that our guys have. they got to get over this inferiority complex and realize, look, I'm willing to shut this whole thing down if I can get what I am supposed – if I can get what I want and what I'm supposed to do. Because guess what? That's what the opposition does to our people all the stinking time. You know, I mean, they do it to us all the time. I mean, we sat through an entire Joe Strauss regime as Speaker of the House where that was the order of things. You know, Leo Berman, the closest we ever came to getting our referendum file was Leo Berman. Leo Berman got summoned to the principal's office, and Leo Berman was told, if you file this bill, then what's going to happen is all of your other bills dealing with immigration everything else, 
they are going to get killed and you'll have to go back to your district and you'll have to tell your people that you couldn't get anything passed for them. And Leo Berman, God love the man. I mean, he was, he was one of the, you know, he was one of the good ones and he was a stout fella, but you know, he capitulated. Whereas Leo Berman's response should have been, Hey, okay. So I tell you what, if you want to kill all my bills, I will find every trick in the book and I will shut this thing down. I won't let anything pass. I will, I will band together with these guys and we will shut this joker down. That's the magic. And that's what happened this last time, man. Stickland, you know, the Stickland and those guys got a lot of grief for supposedly grandstanding from the other side or whatever, but what they were doing was smart. What they did was they went in there and they made an example out of the rest of them. It's like, look, if the rules are a farce, we're going to turn the entire House of Representatives into a farce, and we're going to show the public what this garbage looks like. And it had an impact. It worked. What did you think about Jeremy Block? Here's what I think. In just a few months, in the month of May, I think Rule 44 – it's going to be is one of going to be one of the biggest battles that's going to be faced at the state convention in San Antonio. Oh yeah, it's Rosser is raging elephant 2017. No, I know. Uh, look, uh, the uh, let's let's be honest. After the first Star Wars movie, you had the Empire Strikes Back, right? So if Joe Strauss not running for re-election and all of this bloodbath is the Death Star getting blown up, uh, that convention is going to be. That, that's going to be the empire strikes back. I mean, it's, it's coming. Um, one of the things, and if you'll recall, go back to the tapes, go back and listen to the interview right after I said, it ain't over just because Strauss says he's not running again. Doesn't mean these guys aren't going to fight back and look, they're already working on it, man. It's already happening. And, and I think, uh, you know, obviously the primaries are going to be sort of a tell, but that convention is going to be, there's going to be a huge battle there over rule 44. I mean, there's, there, there's going to be, I think rule 44, they're going to try to uh, knock that thing out of the boat. Uh, and we got to fight against that. I think they're going to try to make some, some adjustments uh, in some of the leadership. Uh, they're not done. I mean, they're just not done. Oh, it's so fun being in this business. Thanks a lot, Daniel Miller, president of Texas nationalist movement. Daniel and I work on a couple of Double top secret projects that we can't uh, we can't reveal right now, but uh, we may have some surprises coming up in the next few weeks. Daniel Miller, president of the Texas Nationalist Movement, he's also a Raging Elephants Radio contributor and author of an up- another upcoming book. It's on the list. The TNM.org. Join up. Eighteen dollars and thirty six cents a month. Thanks a lot, Daniel. Happy New Year once again, man, to you and Kara. Adios, Clover. Talk to you next week, my brother. Hey, you know, Daniel.